This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my New Year's resolution to go nomad and build a new civilization in the forest. See, Tentomish is not lucky. It pulls all the bad luck so that others may live in peace. I don't want to hold the seven sorrows. Everything that's ever happened to you has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast with the worst best luck ever. Mm. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about Bullet Train. A nice little, like, I don't think it got enough credit because it came out, like, I think literally the end of November slash, like, beginning of December of what is now last year because welcome to 2023. First we up, made it. First episode of the new year. <laughs> Frank, for the love of God, tell me, did you like this movie? <laughs> Go to fucking hell. Come on. There, there's so much to like about this movie. You can't tell me that you didn't like this movie. <laughs> this movie has such a fun I, premise. I, I liked it. Uh-huh. I didn't... I, I, it, it well, let's do, do the read and I'll explain. And let, and let me plead Fine. my case. <laughs> Fine. Bullet Train came out in 2022. Directed by David Leach, who I actually found out, um, very surprisingly, I don't know if you knew this, for like a good 20 years was actually like Brad Pitt's stunt double. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he was a stuntman turned, turned filmmaker. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. The amount of people in this film is borderline insane. You have Brad Pitt, who plays Ladybug, your main character. You have Joey King, who is a girl, uh, playing the prince, who is still a girl, um... You have well, Aaron. She's not playing the prince. Her name is Prince. Well, yeah. Well, it, it comes out as the prince, like on screen. Um, you have Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I love in this film, like top tier for me, who plays Tangerine. His brother in the film, Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Lemon. You have Bad Bunny in here, who plays the wolf. Sandra Bullock, who plays Maria, kind of like the handler for Ladybug. Logan Lerman, who plays the son, and that'll come into play later. Uh, Zazie Beetz, who I always love to see, playing the Hornet. Uh, Hiroku Sonata, who plays the Elder. Andrew Koji, who plays Yuchi, who is also known as the father in the film. And then your boy, Michael Shannon, who plays White Death. And if you don't know what this movie is about, this film is five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train find out that their missions have something in common. That's the IMDb one. I don't know. It's the Vegas thing. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. This was kind of a surprise to me because for a couple of months, like, leading up, I would, like, see the trailers. And I was like, this is either going to be, like, so bad that it's kind of good or it's going to fall flat on its face. And I ended up and watching you, it. it was neither. No, neither, actually. I was very surprised. Um, I watched it. I had a really good time with it. The comedy landed. The actors were great. The cinematography for the film, like, felt very, rem- like, it, it felt like something I've watched before, and I could not put my finger on it. Um, and to me, I kind of realized, like, it felt like, it didn't feel like a Tarantino film, because that's going a little too far, but it felt like a, a Bad Times at the El Royale type situation. It felt like a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, it felt like... The guy, like it, literally felt like just a Korean kind of version of a Guy Ritchie film. Mm-hmm. 
very snappy dialogue, a lot like a very big ensemble cast, uh, a big plot of interweaving stories. Mm-hmm. It, it literally is a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, it uh, feels like a Knives Out too. Kinda, yeah. Um, and I want to talk about what I liked about the movie first because overall, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt's amazing in this film. I again, like this was what I brought up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like. He's literally just doing stuff to have fun now. And, like, you can tell how much fun he's having in this film. Yeah, and I think that you can pretty much tell everybody's having fun in this yeah. movie. Uh, I think that, you know, Brad Pitt as this guy who is a trained assassin who is turning, who has turned a new leaf and has now become, like, a pacifist mm-hmm. and is trying everything in his power to not uh, have to hurt anybody or kill anybody um and then of course things ensue and it forces him to do it it's a really good setup for some really good comedic moments Mm -hmm. uh i think that brad pitt is just so good at being likable yeah but also i was really impressed with his like choreography in the movie he did 95 percent of his stunts in the film which yeah. I, I was really impressed of, like, not just because, like, you know, he's he's getting a little bit older in age. Yeah. But, like, when you look at his filmography, like, besides Troy, there's not a lot of stuff where it's... And, and I guess, like, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, there's not a lot of stuff where it's, like, very physically demanding, like, fight scene type stuff from right, him. Right, yeah. He is, yeah, very much a character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really this type of movie for sure. It's definitely interesting and cool to see. Um, Joey King surprised me in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Joey King, nat- like, you know, historically hasn't really been in anything crazy good and hasn't delivered like any performances for me that I've seen from her. That was like, wow, you're like a standout. Um, to be honest, I, I don't think I've ever really seen anything other from this, this that she's uh, been she in. was in the conjuring. I know that gotcha. she, she was in the conjuring. Okay. Um, she was in one of the, she was in the Batman movie with, uh, or the justice league film with, um, uh, what's his name? No, oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. That one. Um, yeah. I mean, she does. She's just like you know, she's a girl. She's mm-hmm. she's a she's a girl. But I don't know. Like this really did impress me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought that she did really well. Um, Michael Shannon. I'm always happy to see. Yeah, I was. So the first time that I watched this, like, they don't show anything of like the face of like the White Death up until like the very very end when like he's sitting getting ready for the train yeah and then he takes the glasses off and i'm like holy shit that's michael shannon yeah like i mean there's so many who uh, got him to be in this movie there's so many like oh shit moments yeah in this movie where it's like oh like there are a lot of good cameos in Mm -hmm. this film and i i personally liked uh what's his name on the train um uh god who's the guy that uh brad pitt pays to like put on the hat Oh, fucking... um, I can't think of his name. It just totally slipped my mind. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was really fun. That that one made me smile. I was Um, like, oh, okay. That that, that was pretty fun. Even Ryan Reynolds as Carver, which like... Very quickly. It's like, why not? Yeah, okay. Um, The train conductor, too, uh, was... I don't remember his name, but he was the guy from the show Heroes. I never saw Heroes. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) What is... Is that Superman, right? No, Heroes was like this weird, like off-brand show that. Oh came no, that's out. Smallville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heroes was like this weird. I mean, I don't want to get into Heroes, but Heroes was like this weird show in like 2005. It was like the Save the Cheerleader, Save the World type thing. Okay. Where it's like, 
oh, this was like a different universe that they're creating besides like Marvel and DC, where it's like yeah. all these people that get like strange powers, and then there's like one guy that's like going around trying to like kill them and take their powers. Uh, and um and and the train conductor was one that could like go back and forth through the future. Yeah. That was like his ability. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. You have fucking Hiroki Sonata, like mm-hmm. iconic, fucking so like such a big name mm-hmm. in in this movie. Uh and and they gave him a fucking sword. Like oh, yeah. how much like <laughs> you couldn't ask like just, for anything they else. They knew. They were like yeah. let him do whatever it, it he wants. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, bad Bunny is not bad in this film. Bad Bunny I wish he was in it more. I know. I liked his story. Yeah. I, I thought that like the way that it the way that they weaved him into the story was perfect. Mm-hmm. And when he shows up, yeah, he's perfect. So so I was watching this with my fiance Jess, and I was like, "Look at how fucking good he looks." Yeah, and she was like, "You should get that suit," and I was like, "I should get that suit." <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I yeah, I, I wish he had more to do. Yeah, it, it was unfortunate that that he died so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the backstory was great. Yeah. Uh, and you know the reason as to why he's coming on there was good. Mm-hmm. Um. The pacing of the movie is, I mean, it's, you know, it's good. It's yeah, like, it, it's, the movie is just constantly moving you forward and going and going and going. I feel like this movie is, like, slightly long. Oh, my God. This movie is unnecessarily long. Yeah, like, two hours and 16 minutes is long, but I agree. Like, the pacing of this film, like, never had me bored or, like, checking, like, how far I still have left in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, really great performances from everybody, I would mm-hmm. say, for the most part. Uh, a pretty stellar cast i think really beautiful cinematography yeah like the movie I, I, is so well shot i think it's very very well shot it's like this guy used to be a stuntman i know right <laughs> like especially too when you have like the elder like talking about like the ladybug's backstory at, like towards the end and like the sun rises and it just perfectly hits ladybug yeah i'm like wow like no need for this to be that pretty yeah um like I said before, like Aaron Taylor Johnson is like my favorite character in this film. Like Tangerine is so like so witty and so cool as a character. Yeah. Um, that it makes me wish that like David Leach would do like a prequel of Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah, I I think that they would be cool as like a yeah as like a duo as to what they did in the past. Yeah, like show us the Bolivia thing. Dude, we don't need. We saw the Bolivia thing like six times. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just saw them like chopping up legs and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I think that they would be like a cool. Um, they, they could absolutely be like a like an off branch. Yeah. Detective or not detective, but mm-hmm. whatever. Just two guys. They'd kind of be like the nice guys, sort of. Where yeah, it's exactly. Like two guys come together and they got to do their thing. They, they'd be like a great um, little duo, mm-hmm. and it would be fun to watch. And I guess like too, like when this movie was made. Um, which thankfully, finally, like I, I've been hearing like rumblings through it for like almost a year now. Um, this was the movie that because of Aaron Tyler Johnson's performance, which I don't really correlate because like he's very like witty and very like uppy British in this film. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really correlate to like what they're going to do. But because of this film, they finally like signed off on him being Craven the Hunter in like a upcoming Spider-Man movie. Don't Which, even know who that is. Craven the Hunter. I, I think I talked to you about this before. Craven the Hunter is like my favorite Spider-Man villain. Hmm. He's literally just a hunter. And he's like, oh, my next prize is Spider-Man because like he's so unique. Like I need to mount his head on the wall. 
Oh. And he just comes in, like, riding lions and, like, using spears and machetes to, like, cut people up. <laughs> like, he's super cool. And, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson will be great as him. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a redemption from, like, his shitty Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, something else that I, that I thought was uh, a really good pro for the film was that all the characters are so different. Mm-hmm. So, like, nobody feels the same. Everybody feels unique. Everybody's got their own voice. Which I appreciate when there is a this cast much that talent. Is, yeah, when when there is this much, uh, th- there there is this many characters. Mm-hmm. So having everybody feel totally unique and their own person is great. Yeah, love that. Um, and yeah, I mean the movie is so stylized. Yes, it is very slick. It's very clean. It's it's very like they like David Leach did a good job in like incorporating the fact that like obviously this takes place in japan and like having this very japanese feel of like the bright neon lights and like the sleekness and the cleanness to everything on top of like all of the gore that's going on yeah because i figured if nothing else you would also appreciate that like the gore that they show in this film yeah I love I love me some good mm-hmm. people getting stabbed and shot and heads cut off and legs yeah. amputated. The the whole f- like flashback scene of uh, Lemon and Tangerine when they're deciding if it was sixteen or seventeen people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, man. I, and I and I even like the themes that I mean the themes that I took away from this movie mm-hmm. of like the whole idea of persistence yeah. and. No matter how many times you fall down, no matter how many things get in your way, you just keep going, mm-hmm. and and eventually you'll be okay, and yeah. like you'll you'll you will get through it. And I was like, wow, that was a theme that I wasn't expecting to take away from this movie. Mm-hmm. There is the overarching theme of luck in the film, which yeah. I mean they hammer home into it, but like incorporating into like there is no such thing as good luck or bad luck; it's just fate. Yeah, like makes it feel more of like. A theme that you would get from like an old school like samurai film, yeah, which I I appreciate because again you're taking elements of like Japanese culture into this, and yeah. I guess this was a book beforehand. It was. It was. I yeah. didn't really do a lot of research into like what the book like how closely it was related to it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never I never read the book. I don't really. I I did find out that it was a book, and I was like, oh, that's I didn't expect it. I yeah. mean, it, it feels so original. That it doesn't it doesn't feel like an IP an existing IP but you mm-hmm. know whatever I can't even imagine reading this like, yeah how do you <laughs> no. how do you put this into words yeah um so I don't know it's cool yeah I, I there's there's a lot that I liked about this movie there's mm-hmm. again I was impressed with the themes of the film all the acting the ensemble cast the amazing cinematography the beautiful shots everything I mean the the, the comedy lands too the comedy for me didn't land really I so the the thing that uh, that like one of the major issues that I have with this film mm-hmm. was that again, similar to everywhere, every, everywhere, all the time, all that, whatever it was, yeah. that movie. It's just too much. It's the movie is exhausting mm-hmm. for me, and when the, when the movie is exhausting, bloated, unnecessarily long, and like <laughs> when the movie did come to an end, I was so relieved that mm-hmm. the, that the credits were on. I was like, oh my god, thank you. And then you saw that like, oh no, never mind. There's a ten minute later. I didn't technique. even. Oh, I didn't watch that. As oh soo- really? As soon as that credit, I shut it off. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, because like the t- the like two literally like a minute into the credits, it like goes like oh ten minutes later, and it's that lemon survived that um uh, the jump off the bridge mm. um. And then one of the 
assassins was like right behind him and he's like oh fuck oh fuck and he reaches down and finds an uzi and like shoots him oh and he's like got you motherfucker and then gets up out of the the lake and then stops a truck and he's like wait 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 wait, wait. and he's like it's it's a fucking tangerine cart oh okay yeah. and he's like huh tangerines. oh so that's the yeah so tangerine he, that hit yeah okay. so he came in and hit him gotcha okay um and that kind of brings me to one of my other points which is, I think that the story, the non-linear storytelling in this movie gets a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, I don't need to see everything. Like, yeah. I don't need to see 15 minutes ago of Brad Pitt stepping in a puddle. And like, I, it's just like mm-hmm. things where I was just like, oh, my God, like, I don't need to see the water bottle. I liked the water bottle. I, I didn't need to see it. It was no, unnecessary. Like we we saw we <laughs> saw that the water bottle got the sleeping stuff into mm-hmm. it, you know the sleeping whatever crap into it and 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 everything. Like I don't I didn't need another you know whatever two minutes of of of, of a camera strapped to water bottle and, it, and what the water bottle was going through the entire train ride. Yeah, like that type of storytelling. Like. It was fun and, and 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 I get it, but I do feel like it was it was getting convoluted, and I was just like, all right, guys, like uh, let's just maybe keep this movie on track. I do agree because like there was, especially to like again picking it apart a little bit, like in this up ep- like to do this episode, um, I noticed like more towards the end, it's like okay, we're getting a lot of like cutbacks to like small little things. Like, again, the water bottle or, like, they'll literally say something and then it'll cut back to, like, 15 minutes ago. But it's yeah. the same scene that we saw 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't need that. No. Because I, need- I, I can remember what happened. Right. Like, I get it. Like, the, there are some people that, like, can't. And, like, maybe it's more for, like, a kind of, like, chuckle effect where it's, like, ah, yeah, I remember that. Right. Um, Kind of like how in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, they did, like, three separate scenes of, like, oh, it's a cigarette dipped in acid. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. It's funny. But I don't need to see that, like, three separate times. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, it was a little unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it, like, destroyed the story for me, though. It just, I don't know. It just, like, added unnecessary bulk to an already pretty yes. fucking convoluted movie. Like, and, and especially when, you know... The movie sort of felt like it was wrapping up at like mm-hmm. the like hour and a half mark, and I was yeah. like, okay, wow, because I didn't I didn't know how long this movie was. Mm-hmm. I just put it on, and I was like, okay, cool. Like we're we're this this was like a nice tight yeah like it you know like it was it was explosive and there was a lot of like you know people getting cut up and whatever. But an hour and a half and it was solid. And then you were like, there's an like, hour left. There's there's forty minutes left. <laughs> oh, okay. And then the last fucking 40 minutes are just nonstop. Go, mm-hmm. go, go. And I don't know, man. It just, I was exhausted. Yeah. Like, cause when Tangerine dies, like there's still 50 minutes left on the film. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, And I didn't fully, fully remember that from the first time. But yeah, yeah. like there, it does feel like it could have ended three different times. Yeah. And I do think that, I don't know, for you, the comedy worked. And the thing about comedy is it's so subjective. Yeah. So like, you know to each their own and if this is your type of comedy then great uh this wasn't mine it didn't i don't know i didn't i never found myself like genuinely like chuckling or anything i think there was one joke and i don't even remember what it was mm-hmm. um that made me laugh it's it was mostly the banter between tangerine and lemon that for got you me. yeah, yeah. Like, i i loved their back and forth like they just worked really really well together yeah to me like i don't know i got i was getting annoyed with like the 
the Thomas the Train jokes like oh, over I loved that. and over and over. I'm like, all right, it was funny the the first three times. Yeah, but, but that's like, like his thing. Like, I know. That's a character I get what build. it was, but it just didn't. I didn't. Care. It didn't make me laugh. You are such a fucking diesel. Uh, shut up. <laughs> um, and yeah, like again, similar like like even like the Bolivia thing. Like they cut back to that Bolivia mm-hmm. thing like way too many times. Like yeah. I get it. We 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 get it. Like it's like I yeah. don't need to see it again. And I guess too because it's like. I, I can kind of see because it's like, oh, like the first time that they mention it, it's kind of like a nothing. Like it's just like kidding kind of like backstory on them both. And then like the fifth time, it's like, oh, wait, this somehow connects to the white death. But like, again, too, if you're paying attention to the film, you can kind of connect that yourself. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. Um, is as he beats saying bitch every like other word. Yeah. Kind of like fucked with me a little bit. I was like, I really like Zazzy beats. And like. Again, to David Leach doing Deadpool 2, it's like obviously he has like an in for her. Um, so it's like, why not use her a little bit more? Yeah. Like she was a prominent role as Domino in your last film. So it's like, why not do something like that? Um, one other thing that like I, I don't know about you. Um, it kind of took me out a little bit. I didn't buy Michael Shannon's Russian accent. Russian accent, accent was awful. And, and I'm like... <laughs> Like Michael Shannon, you're better than this. <laughs> like, if but I you... guess it was like going so over the top. Yeah, this movie is so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, because even too when it's like he's fighting the elder on the train, and it's like, ah, oh, kids, what do you do? You try to give them everything. Yeah, and it's like, Michael, yeah, come, yeah. come now, come on now. <laughs> like, if you can't do it, simply say that, and then maybe work around it of like. Maybe he's not Russian. Yeah. Maybe, maybe do something different. Because he's called the White Death. You could use any race that's white. <laughs> like, you could do any other accent. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it didn't work for me either. Yeah. But then, surprisingly, uh, Joey King, like, busting out, like, fluent Russian. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, Joey King was a really good. And I even like the setup and payoff with her. I mean, oh, there, yeah. There's, there's a lot of... I've, I've said this, all, you know, the so many times when mm-hmm. we do the podcast where... The setup and payoff. Set up, setting something up and paying off. And, you know, like the whole thing with the gun. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, she she gives it to him to shoot yeah. her and hoping that he'll end up killing himself with it because she's got like a thing planted in it. In it. And then he doesn't do it and he puts that gun behind his waist and mm-hmm. that's what he goes to shoot Ladybug with at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and he blows his own head off. It's yep. Like, a good setup and a good payoff and it works and the snake in the beginning too snake in the beginning was cool i didn't need i didn't need them to be father and daughter but mm-hmm. it i don't know like it didn't like i wasn't like oh wow <laughs> like when it when it happened mm-hmm. i was like oh okay yeah uh i, I guess got, it was just too for like to kill the the son yeah like oh i get like i get it like the you know the family ties of everything right yeah um yeah i mean look overall it was Fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. I had a fun time with it's this a good film. T- it's a fun movie. It's like a Brad, fun Brad film. Pitt in the fetal position, like just breathing in and out of the wasabi bag. Oh right, yeah. Like um, after it's like, oh, I've killed two people. Yeah, it was. A, it's a fun movie, and it's definitely a good time. And again, if I think if the comedy works for you in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, it'll it'll go further for you. Um, I think one of the main reasons why I didn't love this movie was because I didn't very I didn't find it very funny. Mm-hmm. So so you had to rely on like the cinematography and the action scenes the to kind of carry you through. And yeah, and I'm like, okay, and now you know when you're solely relying on that stuff, then you know, and the bulk of the dialogue is 
comedic dialogue mm-hmm. that I don't really find very funny, it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's a tough watch. But uh, you know, and you know, like minor things, like the CGI at the end looked. Oh yeah, the CGI was very, very noticeable. It, it was uh, it looked pretty rushed. Like they were just trying to fucking finish this. They're like, yo, we just gotta, we, this has got to be done. Even too, like when like Tangerine and Ladybug are fighting and like they're dangling out of the train. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, I get it, little noticeable. Yeah, it's it's gonna like, and that's the fucked up thing is like I'm at the point in my age where it's like CGI, no matter like if it's just a smidgen of a thing. It's gonna take me out of it for a minute because like noticeable, yeah. I'm I'm gonna notice it, yeah. And that's kind of fucked up because it's like you could literally just have like a fake apple, and I'll be like, oh, it's CGI. I fucking hate it. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's like just use a regular apple. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you can't have two people like literally dangling out of a train. So, right. Yeah. Um, Except if you're Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise would do it. Fucking insane man. <laughs> he'll he'll take a motorcycle with like a a parachute and like jump off a like two hundred story cliff. And just pray that it works. <laughs> like, insane. Um, there was also, like, a weird thing that I noticed in the film. I don't know about you, but it's, like, every single character, like, throughout the film, like, starts off with, like, their their entire, like, ensemble. Like, their entire, like, costume or whatever. Yeah. And, like, throughout the film, they are constantly, like, taking pieces off of it. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was kind of, like, like, there's something here. There's some kind of metaphor that I can't quite put my finger on. And I don't think I nailed it, but, like, I did kind of piece together. It's like, you know, they're getting more comfortable within their roles on the train. Or it could be, like, you know, they're getting more anxious the more that they find out that, like, they're connected. So, like, you know, in in kind of, like, a normalized way, it's like you're taking off the clothes because, like, you're getting anxious. Because, like, you just need to breathe for a yeah, second. Right, yeah. I don't know. And I, also I, because they're, they're doing a lot of action yes so they, they need mobility yeah they're <laughs> like you know aaron taylor johnson in a three-piece suit he's like i gotta take some of this off at some point yeah yeah um but yeah overall man it was a fun time mm-hmm. it was a fun time it, it wasn't nearly as exhausting as everything everywhere all at once um but it kind of sits in that same realm for me where mm-hmm. it's like a lot of action a lot of comedy that i didn't personally find very funny yeah um but I enjoyed it more than everywhere, everywhere, all at once, mm-hmm. just because uh, it was a little bit shorter, um, and it was a little bit more concise. With like, we know where the action is happening, and it's all going to be on this train. It's all going to be hand to hand with everywhere, ever, everywhere, all at once. I mean, it was just literally throughout you, eons. You, yeah, you don't know where the hell you're going to go. You don't know how what they're going to look like, and I mean that that got tiring. Yeah, um, this movie. A little bit more restraint, yeah. um, but I mean, you know, it's it's a fun movie, and it and it goes to show you that you know we can still make blockbusters, mm-hmm. and they'll do well. Yeah. Um. And you know, I I have no I have no I would never tell anybody to not watch this movie. It's mm-hmm. like one of my things, you know. It's like I, it's a good movie, and most likely for a general audience, you'll probably have a good time with it. Yeah. Like I I really enjoyed this film. Like I I know that there was like a weird thing too, because it's like. It came, I don't think it came out for more than like, I want to say a week in theaters. Um, and then it immediately went on to like Amazon and then like a week later it went on to Netflix. So now it's like easier to watch. Mm. Um, so I really, I'm kind of curious to see like what it kind of like grossed in the box office. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is definitely like something from 2022 that is not going to get talked about, but like, it's still like a fun film. Like, it, to me, again, it feels like that kind of, like, bad times in the El Royale where it's, like, 
it was put out in a weird time that like nobody's gonna remember it, but it's still like a fun film to watch. Yeah. So it gets uh it gets eight wasabi peanuts out of ten for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel in like a seven. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> it was good. It I had a good, good time with it. Uh, but I have a recommendation, though. The first recommendation of the new year. First recommendation of the new year. Um, it's actually an anime. So you're already not on board. Um, it was something that was on, like, my watch list that, like, I just did not get around to um, for whatever reason. But I finally got around to it. And uh, it's on Netflix. It is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, so it kind of follows the same idea of like cyberpunk the video game where it's like the futuristic world and like um people that are basically like changing their bodies to become more like robotic um like upgrading themselves and everything like that and first off the the actual like animation to this film is absolutely insane so this thing was created by, I hope I pronounced this right, Rafat Jaki. Um, and then it was directed by Hiroyuki Imashi. And then the developers are CD Projekt Red and Studio Trigger, who have made um, two of my favorite animes ever made, which was Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagann, um, just for the absolutely incredible animation that's put into it. Like, almost strobe light effect like you might get a stroke while watching it oh, okay. but it's like so gorgeous to watch um and it, it just follows like this young boy named david who he's kind of like a little bit typical where he's a boy who is really smart but gets into a lot of trouble um has a single mom and the mom dies and he kind of is in this limbo of what do i do where do i go and he joins up with these edge runners, they're called. And they're more or less just kind of like uh, paid for hire, like assassins. And it's just his story of like kind of rising through the ranks and like kind of becoming like with like he, he ends up like finding his people. Mm-hmm. Like he ends up like finding that he can belong somewhere. Um, so it's a really cool story. It actually, It has like that whole idea of, you know, are we more machine than man as we like progress through history? Um, and then the animation is just gorgeous. So cool. Cyberpunk edge runner. That's what I'm going to do. Good job. Frank, what are we doing next? So I'm choosing a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty excited to do this one. So you went, you went for your comedy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the comedic, whatever, I'm going to go for more of a dark comedy and in that sense, a true classic. And I don't even know if you've ever seen, you you know the name, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you've ever, you've ever actually seen a movie that he's made or starred in. Um, so I'm pretty excited to introduce you to 1940s Charlie Chaplin's Oh God, The Great Dictator. Okay. Uh, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank... Eat a bag of dicks, old lady. (laughs)